Welcome to the 2020-30 podcast. It's me again, Max Gilgman, and I'm back after the last edition where we were talking with uh, Uti of Ivalo.com about maximizing the positive impact of uh, fashion data and looking into fashion purpose. And I don't know if you had time to be in Berlin uh, this week. Um, if so, you have maybe seen that on Tuesday we had our press conference together with Ivalo launching the fashion purpose report. But today we go into a different route, taking a little bit from our past uh, when we already talked about denim a lot uh, in our 2020-30 pop-up last year. And then also um, in the 22nd, I think, episode when we had um, our dear guest uh, Horst-Marie Ruikrot and Arno Passenier. Um, in our podcast, um, Magdalena, my business partner, was interviewing them. Uh, and it was all about the Dutch version of a denim deal um, that happened over the last two, three years. Whoever didn't listen to this episode, I do recommend to go back to it because we won't go into all the details today again, but we're going to talk about the future of this exact denim deal that is now finding its end uh, in its current shape in the Netherlands and has a lot of learnings. And uh, yeah, we're now going to talk about the future of this denim deal, be it outside wherever of the Netherlands. And I'm really, really happy to have um, two amazing guests that will help us to look into that future here today. And so first of all, I would love to hear from you, Laura, about your kind of uh, background, like what brought you to this party? Why are you joining the denim deal? What's going to be your role there for the next couple of months? Uh, and then after that, uh, I'm also really happy to have Romain, Uh, here from the steering committee who has been joining the denim deal all along and can really uh, give us his experience um, as a complimentary input here today. And for all of you, we are pre-recording this, but we are publishing this on Tuesday the 23rd. And that's the day when we're all going to be in Munich at the Blue Zone to actually talk more and, and more in depth uh, about the denim deal with uh, German stakeholders. We are touching on this uh, more in the next uh, more or less half an hour. So, Laura, long introduction, but now I'll hand it over to you. And really, please give us a little bit more background uh, about you, because my introduction was very short and uh, didn't include all of your track record. Thanks, Max. Well, uh, I'm a Swiss Colombian based in Amsterdam, a true denim aficionado, but really my background has uh, mainly been in sustainable and circular denim. I worked a while as a CSR manager for Mud Jeans, and then I was a senior sustainability specialist uh, at PVH, working for Tommy Hilfiger and Calvin Klein. But today I run my own consultancy focused on circular fashion called Rethink Fashion, And uh, as part of this adventure, I've had the incredible opportunity to now be the new program manager of the Denim Deal. Um, it's not the first time I've worked with the Denim Deal. So, of course, back at MUD and also at PVH, I was, from a brand perspective, a member of the Denim Deal. And actually, it was always a project that was very close to my heart. I really find that the Denim Deal is truly revolutionary in what it's trying to do because of the members that are part of it, uh, the type of collaboration that it's trying to build and the type of results that it strives for. So really, um, yeah, a project close to my heart. As program manager, uh, really as the name suggests, my job is to ensure the success of the denim deal. So a lot of uh, program development, stakeholder management, 
uh, drive and implement the strategy. And of course, and little sneak peek here, our vision is to be global, go global, go international. So the role is also a lot around the internalization of the denim deal. So I'll stop there and give the floor to Ubrama. That, that's amazing, just Imogen, because last time when we talked with uh, Rosmarin Arnaud, we talked more about a European version, but now I see there's a global vision. So that's really, really cool from my point of view, because our industry is global and it should obviously also then be reflected. So Roman, please uh, let us and especially the audience know what is, yeah, what's your uh, role in there and, and also how are you seeing the future of the deal? Okay, so I'm not South Colombian, but I'm, I'm French, inst living in Turkey. So it's... Uh, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> the other way around, I would say. Um, and I'm uh, originally we are producing jeans, uh, so garments for for European markets mostly. Uh, our company is called Erex Blue Matters, and we have been active in the in the garment industry since 1985. Um, we are already a very uh, sustainable producer, but um, with the pandemic, I had time to reflect, and I say, okay, I need. It's not enough. I, I cannot just be in my corner and do great products with a, a green, uh, very eco, eco thought products and, and eco washed and so on. But I need to maximize my impact uh, for, for, for circularity and especially for recycling. And that's how I came to join the denim deal. Um, at the beginning, so as you mentioned, and um, within the three years, uh, about a year and a half ago now, uh, I was invited to join the steering committee. And we have been, uh, uh, we knew that the first denim deal was going to end uh, at the end of 2023 because it was a three-year public-private initiative. But uh, with the other stakeholders that uh, we asked about it and with the steering committee, we thought we needed to, to pursue this adventure because we didn't do the change we want yet and we want to make it uh, global. So that's what we have been uh, working on, especially uh, very actively with, with Nicolas Proft. Um, so we, we try to, uh, to shake the coconut tree and get uh, recycled fiber out of the coconut tree. Uh, it's not always easy, but uh, we, we, we are, <laughs> we, we are idealists and we, we are from the textile industry. So we know which buttons to push and, and how to make this synergy uh, exist among the very different stakeholders. Because we, as a manufacturer, we are used to the upstream supply chain, I would say, so the, the mills and the, the, the agriculture. But here we have to also to think downstream, which are the collectors, the sorters, recyclers, uh, and of course the brands to, to make it together. So that's why it's a, it was very important to have a public-private initiative because we also need the policymakers to understand and the bureaucrats to understand the reality of the, of the industry. Uh, it's not only a EPR, if we talk about extended producer responsibility, it should be applicable. So we try to, to also pass these messages to, to public authorities. Um, and yes, having uh, everybody on board. Right. And I mean, I think, I mean, as I uh, introduced at the beginning, obviously today is uh, virtually the day also of, of a relevant event for this in, in Munich, where we or where you guys are trying to really activate also the more German stakeholders. And I mean, if I look into yeah what the deal was so far, um, I think one really interesting aspect there is definitely always that Germany is so uh, has such a strong recycling infrastructure already, which probably should be an interesting kind of aspect of a, a deal here in Germany. 
Um, but also, I wonder, I mean, obviously, from a European perspective, with all the EU textile strategy and these different kind of new legislations and rules coming up, um, if, if the denim deal is not really... Uh, in that sense, uh, uh, also such a European project. Uh, I mean, it, it's really close to that soul, I think, of these ideas that are being transported from the European Union also at the moment on the policymaking level. Um, so, but breaking it really down, focusing maybe now on German, because also we have a lot of a German uh, audience in our podcast, German-speaking audience. What uh, What is happening today in Munich? What is happening at the Blue Zone um, what what will the denim deal try to to uh, make happen here? Really, as you said, Germany. Well, it is one of the it is the largest denim market in Europe, um, and it's the perfect event to really launch this denim deal 2.0, as we call it, uh, the next chapter. Um, so we're hosting a panel uh, on the twenty third on Tuesday, on the Tuesday at two p.m. Uh, really with the objective to talk about the denim deal, what it was and where we're going um, to all the relevant stakeholders. Of course, we want to talk to brands, but also let it be mills um, and any other relevant uh, stakeholders that are in the room, uh, share our learnings, share our vision, and really where appropriate, where the values match. Also, hopefully from, from those discussions, get new members for, for this second chapter of the denim deal. And so this is really uh, just for for people to understand. So so far we had Dutch stakeholders. Obviously not all of them were Dutch because you had the value chain in there. So it was, I think the definition for like the the Dutch element was brands from the Netherlands or or selling in the to the Dutch market. And then now it's it's more the vision enlarges. It's not just about the Dutch market, but basically I think you're thinking in the global market sense. And now looking okay. Where do you find stakeholders that are interested to kind of follow up and learn from probably the experiences, but also to set up new deals? So what is needed to create a new deal? What, what are you looking for in terms of, you know, support from the German industry? Okay. So, Roman, step in if you want to add uh, anything additional. But the vision is we have this big moonshot goal of 3 billion pairs of jeans made with at least 20% post-consumer recycled cotton. That's the moonshot goal. That's where we want to go. This global vision, the ideal that we want to have is create regional hubs, right? So we have a European hub, and that's currently the priority where we're at, where we're trying to build, but really with the idea to create a North America hub, Latin America hub, APAC, and also sub-India region hub. Um, and really there you're starting to drive the impact of, as you said it, it's it's really a space for knowledge sharing, driving innovation, driving different um, yeah, technologies and ideas to really start normalizing the use of recycled content. Um, that, in a very simple way, is the direction that we're going with the second version of the denim deal. Um, I'll stop there. And I think Rama probably wants to add his two cents as well. Yes, uh, we, we are in a global supply chain. So, of course, even within the, the first denim deal, we ended up with 54 stakeholders. Um, and there were, were Dutch brands or 
international brands selling on the uh, Dutch market, but we had also collectors, recyclers uh, from other countries and meals from other countries, especially from Turkey or from Pakistan. Uh, so we, because the supply chain is global, so you cannot uh, stay in your corner and, and be, oh, it's a Dutch denim deal. No, it has to be. It has to be international. And as Laura mentioned, it has to be first European. But we, we, we believe that there is a very strong attraction also for, from other continents. And I, I always have this figure in mind of the, the H&M Foundation saying that today we produce 100 billion garments. We will produce uh, 250 billion garments in 2050. And this, the, the, the difference is not coming from Europe because we see the market going down in Europe, but it's coming to, it will come from Africa, from Asia, because consumer wants to, to consume. And so why don't we, we tell them, hey, look, look what we did. We did wrong in Europe. Let's try to help you and accelerate the transition to circularity in your home markets too. Uh, and and with, with, with teaching brands also about it, with having a good example, pilot project that have been running that are, are successful, that we can we can spread the message all across the the, the, the the globe. So yes, we are ambitious. Totally. And I mean I think that that number of three billion pairs of jeans, I mean it's it's a very good ambition. It sounds crazy, but at the same time it also I think it helps uh, maybe also especially for the, the more interested public to understand in what numbers and volumes I mean this industry operates yeah, I think a lot of consumers do still get a bit impressed and overwhelmed from these numbers um, what is what is the production volume in fashion um, the Maybe to, to take on, I think it was very nice, this explanation also from Laura um, with the different hubs that, that um, are starting. So basically then the, the, the project for the, for the last three years in the Netherlands was kind of the, the pre-work for a European hub, I, I think, from, from, from one point of view, one could say. Yeah? And now you're looking into, you've proven a lot of the basic functions, you've proven the industry can embrace this and it's possible to create more uh, uh, recycled content and you can control it, you can document it, you can learn, etc. And now we go, you go into different markets to say, oh, well, this has worked for brands within the Netherlands. Um, if I recall it correctly, Horsmarie highlighted one interesting learning. These, I think it was three million pairs uh, um, was the ambition for the Dutch market. Eh? And then you had to realize at some point, oh, wait, it's three million pairs. Yes, but they didn't all land on the Dutch market because obviously brands are not just Dutch, not just here or there. So just from this, I think, learning already was maybe also one of the inspirations to get into a deal that is bigger than than just for the Dutch market. Eh? Um but now, for the beneficial parts, I think, uh, because things like these always also sound like a lot of work. And industry, I feel, always needs to have, obviously, clear uh, benefits out of our projects like this. Um, what would you say? What, what can you now bring to the table to German stakeholders in terms of, like, Oh, you don't have to start from scratch. Uh, I guess, I mean, from what I understand, for example, you already have a lot of suppliers on board now that will probably also be relevant for, for German brands because possibly they're going to work with similar suppliers than Dutch brands, obviously. Um, is there anything else? Like, what would you say? Um, why is it now especially attractive to start a, a, a German version and, and be part of the overall Denim Deal 2.0? Yeah, maybe I, I can take. Well, f first of all, I, I would right. like to 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 correct the moonshot because it's uh, we are very ambitious already. But the moonshot is one billion pair of jeans, not three, 
not three billion. Oh, sorry. Yes, That's because my <laughs> why we we came up with the one billion is because it's about twenty percent of the total production of of denim worldwide, which is estimated at six billion genes. So it's the the three billion would be the Mars shot. Let's start with the Moon shot. <laughs> That's my fault. I got so excited. I was ready for, for more. <laughs> no worries. No worries. But I think, yes, of course, uh, we, we, uh, why Germany is because we, uh, it's the biggest uh, denim market in, in Europe, first of all. So again, we can have a bigger impact and a positive impact if we, we take uh, German brands on board. Uh, and and the, 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 the stakeholder from Germany, not only brands, but it can be collector, recycler, etc., or even uh, public authorities, will benefit from the, the expense we got in the Netherlands. Um, we, uh, for me, one of the, for example, the very interesting uh, uh, event that took place was the workshop we organized within the first denim deal amongst brands, so they could share experience with the using um, fabric with post-consumer uh, recycled uh, cotton. Uh, and and it's not usual to have brands sitting around the same table and sharing technical experience. Um, so that's was that's that's really good to to have uh, this this experience shared and and the challenges that may be linked to it or see that uh, others are doing it and it's working quite well. They have already million pieces on the market and that the meals are actually ready and and technically the the products are there. I mean, if we talk about fabrics, they are on the they are ready for you to use. So it's just to 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 focus. Um, and I think also we can help in the, in the like you have the product European product passport coming in. You have the the eco design that is coming in. You have the EPR that is is under uh, process in Germany. Um, and and all the work that has been done in in uh, in the Netherlands can be uh, copy paste in in Germany. In most of the aspect, of course, there are also uh, domestic specificities, but uh, um, we can use most of it. So I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but then one can see the Denim Deal 2.0 especially um, also as a really hands-on practical project that helps you to prepare for a lot of the legislation that is coming up, a lot of kind of the new rules of the market that uh, from the European Union will kind of yeah redefine the playing field, I guess. So is that a correct interpretation? Very if, much, yes. very much. Because for me, okay, regulation either at the EU level or at the domestic level, they, for me, the regulation is marking the playing field. And we are the guys in the playing field. We are the football teams that uh, that have to communicate amongst each other if we want to be successful. Being successful here is to maximizing use of post-consumer cotton usage. Yeah. Laura. And then, I mean, Laura, please, I mean, obviously uh, continue just maybe two more hints because I think it's important since obviously I'm trying to get people interested and, and tease here. Um, but I mean, what I would expect, I saw that already with the first denim deal, which you're now bringing to an end with the documentation. Obviously, it has a media relevance. Huh? I mean, it also, I feel brands should be interested because here they can collaborate and go into a really important sustainability project with a framework that is clear, understandable, and also with a communication strategy, which um, I feel quite often with a lot of the sustainability projects um, at the end, yeah, you lose the benefits because it's not documented well, it's not kind of published well, it's etc. So maybe, uh, Laura, sorry, I've been holding you back now uh, too long already. Please uh, add your, your, your parts. No, but actually, that's the perfect connection. And, and I just wanted to echo Roman's point. I think 
really as members or folks that are already members of the Denim Deal really speaks a lot to the type of organization that they are, right? Um, if you are a serious organization about driving impact, you cannot really sit alone, as Rama says, in your own corner. You really have to form part of that collaboration. And that's exactly what we're trying to create. We're trying to create that space of collaboration where you have really uniquely a really interesting network of brands, manufacturers, mills, sorters, collectors, recyclers, folks with a lot of key knowledge when it comes to circularity, reverse supply chains, etc. So there's that. We're also creating a space where we're trying to where we're creating advancements knowledge building, innovation, and it's here where it will be catalyzed, created, and and shared. So A, it speaks to your brand and reputation of your brand, um, yeah, and what you're trying to do. You get insight into different research and development, different studies that are coming through. The network, as I mentioned, is key, super powerful, really interesting, Um that will help you not only in get using post-consumer recycled cotton, but the reverse supply chain as well. Innovation. And also it creates a type of soundboard for any other types of issues that you want to build your knowledge in, get advice on, or even have a united voice um, in the industry or in relation to the government, which already mentioned EPR, legislation, traceability, Impact measurement, how on earth are we doing that? We're all doing it differently. Uh, circular design, all of these different topics. It's just a space for us to move together in a direction in the industry. So really, that's really what you can expect to get from, from the denim industry, from the denim deal, yeah. sorry. I would add a player we didn't mention, universities as well. Uh, we had universities in the first uh, in the Dutch denim deal. We, we they they confirmed they would proceed with the new denim deal. So actually, yeah, it's good to mention we we finished the first one, but we already have twenty five companies or entities that confirmed they would go on with the new denim deal. So and among on among them there is Saxion University, which is a university of applied science, which is actually currently realizing a, a study, a field study in Turkey, but recycle uh, recycling cotton, cotton recycled cotton. So uh, for Germany I dream to have a Ita Aachen, for example, uh, or Augsburg where there is the recycling atelier or university technical university from from other other cities. Uh, because that that's that's quite unique and I, I you know some I have we are a, a, an SME, huh? we 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 are about uh, we do about twenty million euro turnover. But it, it, as an SME, it's difficult to have access to such universities. But if we come there as a as a group, as a, a group of stakeholders, then we can develop projects uh, with such entities. Yeah, I think that's super important to mention because obviously in Germany we have a lot of strong textile institutes that are, I know some of them are explicitly looking also in, into denim and, and recycled content on them. So I'm sure they'd be interested to kind of join and, and also bring in their expertise and exchange. Um, and I also, I mean, for me personally, I'm not the greatest denim expert, I must clearly say. I always come from a meta level of sustainability of, of sustainability interest in fashion and textiles um, but for me when I look into this denim 
topic. I'm always a bit confused because I do hear different things. Some people say, oh yeah, 100% recycled content, no problem, we've done it already. Others say, oh, super complicated, actually quality, not the same. And I feel also there really, this to me showcases there's not enough alignment yet um, and, and, and and not enough kind of shared experience really. So like um, one has this experience, one has that, and maybe there were different kind of conditions and one should talk about then the conditions also why this happened. So all of this, I'm sure you're creating here the great platform to to push this forward um i would love to get into the last kind of minutes a little bit more concreteness even uh to to really showcase our audience where this is going you did say already there's a few uh quite a few stakeholders that are signing on to continue etc um maybe can you name a few that 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 could uh, uh kind of be helpful to, to also bring in more german stakeholders um to the table and maybe contrast that or, or add to that which are the German stakeholders that you feel they should really come forward now? Who's your dream guest um, or dream partners? Uh, do you have anybody you would like to specially invite here to kind of become yeah, a leader of this topic? We are very happy that we have one of our partners, which is um, um, 24-7. It's a workwear brand from the Netherlands that is, has decided to, to, to continue with the, the denim deal. Um, we are also uh, finalizing with the Koi, Kings of Indigo, with Mergins, about continuing in the denim deal. Uh, because I think it's, it's important. Our, our dream team would be to have like workwear, to have uh, pioneer brands, like very forefront of this, at the forefront front of sustainability, but also brands that have a, 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 a powerful on the market volume-wise. So if we talk of, of Germany, I would love to have brands such as, as Armed Angels, or we have Aldi and Lidl that are doing really mass production of jeans, but also, of course, Hugo Boss, uh, Brax, Mac, this kind of, of brand uh, and other jeans brands. But we, you know, it's a, it's it's not elitist. It's open to everybody. The, the, the only... Uh, the goal is to make the cursor move so everybody's welcome and with their own supply chain and we, we can share this experience that's whatever wherever you're sourcing is it's, it's the idea is to to accelerate change i think yeah that's the perfect approach obviously to be inclusive um and and, and open for for a broad range because i mean that's also i think interesting with the product of denim eh? you can you can have it very simple and you can have it in a very expensive version, but still the baseline of the product is very, very similar in many ways. Um, and so I think the learnings can go also through a lot of different kind of um, product categories. Huh? Um, maybe to, as I said, like uh, bring this conversation to a, a fruitful ending, where um, do you feel, what is needed now to kickstart a, a German kind of conversation and possibly a German deal that feeds into the the bigger deal. Yeah, I mean, first of all, uh, we we've been um, we have been discussing uh, uh, with you to get ideas how to to enter the the, the German market. We got this uh, this fantastic opportunity that uh, uh, Blue Zone Munich Fabric Start offered us. Say, hey, you can use our our platform, our fair. We can have a, a panel, for a one-hour panel on the denim deal. You can explain to the stakeholders. We have also started to get in touch with the the BMZ in in Germany. Um, so at the at the state level, because it's again, it's very important to keep it public private. Um, so we we uh, we have a recognition 
by the government or by the development agency or the Ministry of Environment or the concerned entities. But to gain, again, to come as a group, is uh, we have a lot more power than if we go alone as a as a manufacturer, a mill or a collector, a recycler. Yeah, so I think first step is 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 really um, is go is going to be on today on the twenty third of January actually uh, at the Munich Blue Zone uh, where we we are going to present the idea to the to the German market uh, and get the ball rolling. So get the interest, and then already there is preparation to also yeah put this or have this as a public private uh, kind of collaboration project. Yeah, so we are looking. Uh, actively for 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 also the state to support this um, because that was the model that you've run successfully in the Netherlands um, where there was like all kind of partners but also city of Amsterdam I think was a supporting partner and um, the state of of the Netherlands um. yes because actually uh, maybe just quickly on that why uh, Amsterdam greater municipality joined is because they have a, a waste problem to solve so they, they are very interested in 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 being hands-on on that so they, they can solve the issue. And we also had another partner, which is Modint, which is the, the textile manufacturer, yeah, textile federation, the Dutch textile federation, but they also have another hat, which is the, they are the one managing the EPR in, in the Netherlands. So they are also very interested to have this very practical way of working. We are not a research institute. We, we are not uh, making strategy strategies and, and that we are really hands-on so that's why they are interested in joining and and that would be in our dream team also for for germany to have uh, the equivalent to the people working on epr for example uh, and do some working group on that yeah well we, we are tr definitely very happy to uh, support that and bring this team together um maybe kind of the last uh, words for for today's session um obviously we will be able to soon update um after the session um in in, in uh, munich at blue zone has been concluded and like the first interest is maybe becoming more concrete and one can have uh, first kind of mailing lists uh, and get people really concretely on board um so for Whoever can't make it to Munich today and who maybe just to now is like learning about this opportunity, how to get in touch now. Uh, Laura, I guess it's you and, and um, I, uh, can we put your, your email address into the show notes and where does one find you on, on all channels? Um, yeah, and maybe do you want to invite um, people to, to do so? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone listening, if you're interested, even just curious, right? Really no commitment uh, to start with, right? You're just curious, want to understand more. You're welcome to email me. Uh, my email is lauravicaria at denimdeal.net. But also, uh, if that's, I mean, it'll be in the show notes, but I understand my last name is a little bit strange. So if that sounds intimidating, And you can't figure it out. You can also reach out to us on our LinkedIn, just Denim Deal. You'll find us there, write us a message, and we'll just send you more information. And we're really happy to answer any questions that, that you have. Cool. I think, I hope that is an invitation that, that our audience likes to take and, and to react to. And I am very, very much looking forward to kind of spend this second day with you um, then in real in Munich. I'm very, very curious what is going to come out of the panel, out of the conversations um, on the ground, obviously. And I hope that this denim deal will take off very soon in Germany as well. Um, it sounds like the infrastructure is here. The stakeholders are here that are needed. And I even feel 
from what I know from the German denim industry, there's also the right ambition um, to, to really go into this. So um, thanks so much for your time and, and for your dedication to this topic. Um, Laura, it was a special honor to meet you today and to understand a bit more your, your role. And I really, I, I admire kind of um, your kind of ambition there for the future. And uh, I totally get it that you, you take it even one, two billions further. Um, so I, it is obvious that you are at the right spot. And uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to, to support this in, in all the means we can. And uh, hope that at some point this year, we will be able to say, look, there's the deal in Germany and, um, and it's connected in this or that way to the overall global idea of uh, pushing the denim industry into recycling. Thanks. If you have any last words, now is the time. My last word would be, uh, okay, see you in, of course, in, uh, in Blue Zone, but next step is uh, see you in, uh, in Amsterdam uh, around Kingpins in April. Perfect. And maybe then I could hopefully add, I guess in April at, at, at Kingpins, you will be able to really publish the full documentation of the first denim deal. Exactly. The transparency report uh, for the first period, the first three years, will be uh, released in uh, actually in March, I think. So, yes, in April we can, uh, because this, this was uh, uh, the government as it's public-private. There is a, uh, an auditing system that is controlling uh, very precisely how many pens with post-consumer content has been put on the market. Any last words? Yeah, maybe it sounds a bit cheesy, but um, I think a lot of the things that we've been talking about is collaboration, right? And the power of that. And there's this African proverb. It says, to go fast, go alone. Uh, to go far, go together. And I think that's very much what the denim deal is about. If you want to just use the 5% post-consumer recycled cotton and tick that box, go for it. But if you really want to figure out how to make recycled cotton work for us, and by us, I mean the denim industry, um, not only from a sustainability perspective, but really from a business resilience perspective, the denim deal is for you. That's my last word, I think. Thanks so much for your time. This was amazing again. And uh, to our audience, obviously, also thank you for joining in again. Um, we're really looking forward to your feedback. If you want to join the Denim Deal, in which version uh, ever, for example, get in contact with Laura. Please check out the show notes. Um, obviously, you also find uh, different links there to more information on the Denim Deal and uh, to all the channels where you can follow this podcast and us at Studio MMO4 and the 2020-30 Summit. Thank you.